This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences. This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about sex on our terms. We talk swinging, hot wifing, BDSM, and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms. Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. So Cassidy.com is uh, what we used when we were in Vegas to meet some new friends, which was really fun. Yes, it was. We threw out a rendezvous on there, which is a great way for you to cultivate an awesome little group of people uh, when you're traveling or just even in your own hometown. And that is just one of the many features that we absolutely love about Cassidy.com. Yes. It is the fastest growing online community of swingers and our personal favorite way to meet like-minded friends. And if you want to check it out for free, you can by heading over to frontporchswingers.com clicking on the Cassidy banner and getting started today. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Also, guys, just a few more weeks to take advantage of our Underground Lifestyle Summit discount code. If you guys haven't heard yet, where the hell have you been? Living under a rock? We've been talking about it for weeks because it's awesome and we're so excited to go. Energy Underground is throwing the first ever Underground Lifestyle Summit in Deadwood, South Dakota. It is April 17th through the 19th and it is going to be chock full of activities for you sexy folks. Yes, three days of fun, education, and frankly, debauchery. And I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I cannot wait. So if you want to hear all or read all the details for yourself, Energy Underground has a great site. You can go to energyundergroundnd.com slash summit. Once again, that'll be in our show notes. So you can click right on it and get all the details. And if you end up booking to come hang out with us, you can get 10% off by using our promo code, which is FPS2020. I'm pumped. I mean, seriously, you know, take away us talking about it just on the pocket. Like for personal reasons, I am so excited to go to this because we have never really truly been able to just enjoy three full days of lifestyle shit. No, we've uh, we've just gotten back from Vegas for three days, four days. I don't even know how long we were there. And we were running the entire time. Oh my gosh, yes. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'm excited to have three days in Deadwood to just like relax, be with you, have a bunch of fun, and meet amazing folks. It's going to be really, really awesome. For sure. We have some new Patreon members this week. Yes, we do. Some people jumped on board so that they can potentially see our uh, naughty Snapchat if they're interested in doing so. Uh, They also have access to our secret Telegram group, which is a great community of people from all over the country. Actually, the world. We have some international people in there in there as well um, and it's just a really fun place to share ideas uh, thoughts on the lifestyle some sexy sexy pictures um, but more so I would say it's just a, a true community of people that are yeah. they're amazing for sure we just met a couple of folks from uh, our telegram group in Vegas yeah absolutely you also get bonus episodes of front porch swingers and trust me we have some cool shit to share the next few weeks <laughs> yes, so we do. make sure that uh, you jump on board today you can head to patreon.com that is p-a-t-r-e-o com slash front porch swingers and uh just huge shout out and thank you to our newest members that is willem and sergio tracer galen Teresa and jose lots yes. of people this week lots so of fun. 
thank you guys for jumping on. And uh, we're excited to share our exclusive content with you. Yeah, looking forward to the first bonus episode coming up this week after Vegas. Yeah, yeah, me too. So should we talk a little bit about Vegas first or should we go to Single Guy Tip of the Week? Well, Single Guy Tip of the Week really stemmed from our trip to Vegas. Uh, We were obviously there for the AVNs and the Erotica Awards and, and show, and we just had a great time. But Single Guy Tip of the Week, I have to say... I think we talked about this, right? Vegas Vegas can make you its bitch very quickly. Very. And I think people really... Hold on. We got to throw this out there because this is too good. We have to throw out this little Vegas (laughs) snippet because it's too good not to tell our members. So we were walking through the MGM. Uh, There's like this shopping center within MGM and there's a subway there. We were going to our Uber and you got to go like through the parking, you know, through the, through the shops and then into the parking garage. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon, three 30. And someone had lost a shoe, a women's shoe. One shoe. In front of the subway. Yeah. In this shopping complex at 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, that's when you know Vegas has had its fucking way with you. Yeah. You have been taken over by Vegas. It's (laughs) three in the afternoon and you are so fucked up already that you have lost one shoe. And clearly no one in your group, assuming you were with a group, was coherent enough to pick up said shoe. Or to be like, hey, where's your missing shoe? You're only wearing one. Yeah. Like how (laughs) fucking. I mean, you are partying hard. No doubt. In front of a subway. Yeah, it, that's the best part. It wasn't yeah. in front of a bar. No, no. Or- subway. <laughs> subway. It's awesome. Anyway, uh, Vegas can fuck you up pretty quick. And I think people I think people just lose their inhibitions completely. You know, you could be a really normal sort of person and then show up in Vegas and become a complete fucking jackass. Which also relates to the lifestyle. We hear from people yeah. that, you know, you you can ha- meet someone outside of, for example, a swingers club, and they're pretty normal. You know, they're pretty respectful. You can have a decent conversation yeah. with them. Take that same guy to a lifestyle event surrounded by what he constitutes as sex, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like you fucking lose your mind. Yeah, you just lose all sense. You know, it's crazy. We were at the Hard Rock, which yes. is where the AVNs were held. And we were getting ready to go pick up our, our badges, our press credentials, which we, I think we were able to do, I think it was like 11 in the morning or something. We had had breakfast first. Actually, we had a little bit of brunch. We had a cocktail, kind of taking our time. And we were sitting pretty close to where the entrance to the AVN Awards is. And at that entrance, on either side of the entrance, are the old, you know, kind of a version of the old-fashioned go-go cages. So these, you know, really attractive little girls are dancing in these cages with AVN shirts on and shorts. I mean, they're dressed, you know, but they're they're just doing the go-go dancer. You say you little know. girls, they're they're women. Well, but. they're women, <laughs> you know, they were, but they were small. One of them was very small. Yes. Um, anyway, they're kind of doing their thing and they're they're shaking it and dancing and entertaining everybody. Now, mind you, this is eleven o'clock in the morning. So the hardcore AVN folks are in line 150 people deep. Yes. Okay, waiting to get into they this thing, which didn't open until one on this particular day, right? No, they it was get 12. In? They got in at 12? Okay. So they're waiting every bit of an hour in line. Right. So what's happening is these girls are dancing and they're kind of, you know, they're jacking around with the crowd and they're joking and smiling and laughing and giving everybody's having a good time. Of course, there's always one asshole in the group, yeah. right? One fucking asshole in the group. He walks over. Now, I'm assuming he's a single guy. I don't know this for sure, but it it seems to me that no woman would ever want to spend enough time with a guy like this to marry him. So I'm (laughs) assuming that's the case. Middle age, right? Middle age guy. 40-ish. He is now standing in front of one of the girls and not like... He's ogling for sure, but he's also trying to get her to move in ways that he wants her to move. Like because dance he's this taking way. pictures, right? He's yeah, as if that the whole scene isn't bad enough. He's trying to get her to pose for him, right? 
So she's not having it. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Let me do this for you. He goes over to the next girl. She now is pretty much like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. Because he's being really obviously disrespectful. Right. He flips them off. Yes. And storms away like a petulant fucking child. Yes. It was shocking. If you're not sure how not to ever get laid, (laughs) I have just outlined it for you. Walk over to an attractive girl. Antagonize her. from her. Yeah, antagonize her. Demand she behave a certain way and then flip her off when she denies you. That is a fucking recipe for never getting laid if I've ever seen one. So if there is a single guy tip out there, learn how to fucking behave in public. Learn how to control yourself in front of others, particularly those of the opposite sex, if that's what you're into. And don't be a fucking asshole. Like, you're standing in front of 150 people in line, another 200 kind of milling around the casino floor, and you make a total jackass of yourself before noon. Yeah, but once again, would that gentleman have done something along those same lines to someone that was not presenting themselves as in association with AVN? You know, I, I would he normally... He would not have gone up to two random women in the casino and done that. Well, I would normally say you're right. Probably not, but I don't know because that's so fucking egregious. <laughs> yeah. You almost have to wonder if that guy has any fucking impulse control whatsoever. Like, are you a, a control of your emotions at all? Or are you just a fucking seven-year-old trapped in a 40 year old's body yes like how do you behave that way you're in public man in front of other people and and i'm assuming in front of peers because he had a badge on he was probably press no he wasn't it was not press because all the green the badges that were press were green right like ours yeah so he was just an attendee but still but jesus i mean what what is wrong with people so again single guys you gotta do better have some decorum you know, don't be forceful. Don't act so aggressively toward people, particularly gals that you don't know. And if you don't get the the response that you are attempting to elicit, just politely thank them and move on. Yes. Just do that. Absolutely. So anyway, that's my rant about that single asshole. Yeah. I mean, I did find it interesting. So we went to go get our badges for AVN and they had to sign a, an agreement. Yes. And last year, the agreement was things that we could photograph, things that we could not photograph because we had the press credentials. So there was all of these different things that press had to adhere to. A lot of criteria. This year, they added on that form in big black bold letters that if there was any inappropriate touching of any sort that you would be removed from the event. Correct. And the fact that they had to tell not only attendees that, but press that. Yeah. They had to make you sign an agreement stating that you will not inappropriately touch the talent. That's a fucking problem. Like, society, let's fucking do better. Well, we know what happened last year to probably prompt that notation. Yeah, let's not go there. We're not going to. However, we will say that someone, there was a situation where someone was very inappropriate in, in touching some folks and without consent. High profile person. High profile. And that's probably what prompted that. Because if you have to tell a person like that, then, I mean, you are just, what is that saying about society? I don't think it was one incident. It wasn't either. one, but it was certainly part of it. I think it's a struggle with AVN. Like I said, people, guys especially, I'm not trying to be, you know, anti-misogynist. What's the opposite of misogynistic? Well, that, you're, not, you're not hating on men necessarily, but I mean, it, it does seem, at least what we just witnessed, that the guys kind of lose their fucking mind. And there's a sense of entitlement with people that when you are, when men are in front of people that are sex positive, that are putting themselves out there as a, as a sexual being, it's that idea. We talked about this so many times with like our Instagram, for example. Yeah. 
people think they can talk to you a different way because you are sexual and you put yourself out there as such. And that's fucking bullshit. Respect everyone equally. The fact that they even had to put that on the AVN form pissed me the fuck off. Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're a gal, you're working, you're dancing, you're entertaining people, you're in a part of a show and and you got some guy telling you to show you uh, your tits and you say, no, thank you, I don't do that. And then you get flipped off. Yeah. Like, just because she's working at the AVNs doesn't mean she wants to fuck you, dude. Also, she's working, motherfucker. This is her job. Yeah. What is, I mean, people are just crazy. I can't even. But a guy like that, like I said, probably would behave exactly like that everywhere else. And that guy guy should be pushed into a fucking well. He's the guy that's like not invited to like the Christmas party. (laughs) I would hope not. I hope nobody invites him. Everybody's like, well, you know, if uh, if he's going, we're not attending. (laughs) You know, not going to get groped by him again. (laughs) You know, he's that guy. Guy. Don't get caught under the mistletoe with that dude. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah. So okay, guys, Vegas was a lot. Okay, yeah. it was extra AF. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> We're gonna talk about a lot of erotica and AVN today. We have a very sexy little story, a very unexpected little story that we're going to share at the end. And then next time, we can't pack it all into one episode. There's just no way. We don't do two and a half hour episodes. So we will have another episode on a a super spicy. Yes, very spicy. But today, uh, a lot more. It was fun. What we did was fun. And it it was different. We've never done that before. Yeah. And I, I do think people want to hear about erotica and AVN. It's one of those things where a lot of people reach out and we're like, oh my God, we wish we could go or we're going to go next year. Yeah. So we're, we're going to share some of those details. We're going to talk a little bit about the toys that we saw. Oh man. So it's a jam-packed episode. We saw, I think we, we've seen the future. <laughs> we have seen the future of sex toys and how they're going to, just how they're going to be part of our everyday lives. Well, let's start by talking about a So that's the Adult Novelty Expo, which yeah. happens at the same time as AVN. They're actually, yes. they're like attached, but kind of not. Yeah, it's kind of the same it's, thing, but not the same thing. So last year we went and I was so impressed with just the amount of different toys that were coming out. Stuff that you that we had never seen before. Yeah. We're toy people. And last year it felt like there was a lot of shit coming out yeah. that was mind-blowing to me. Yeah, well, the virtual reality stuff was really eye-opening last year. It wasn't just that, though. It was the way that they were producing sex toys. These were so much yeah. more about aesthetic and quality um, the materials, materials yeah. than I had ever seen in the past. I will say this year I was disappointed. I was disappointed except for the one booth that we visited, which we'll talk about. We'll get to that. But as we're going around to the other booths, it's a lot of the same. It's a lot of, you know, yes, again, they're talking about the better materials. And it's weird because I'm like, yeah, I saw that last year. (laughs) Like, tell me something new. (laughs) Well, I I was really disappointed, honestly, with the BDSM exhibition. Not because it was not quality stuff, because it's all really heavy, high quality stuff. It's really nice leather workings and, and woodworking and really quality stuff. It was the exact same stuff last year. Not only was it the same, even the exhibitions were in the same space. Yes. Like we knew where everybody was, where their booths were. We knew that they were there last year. We saw them all. Which, it, yeah, it made me think like, okay, does, do, are we the only people that come twice back to back years? <laughs> no, so no So maybe way. they think they can get away with that. But yeah, I mean, this year I was disappointed in the lack of innovation in general. It yeah. seemed like... And maybe it's just because we're so much more immersed in the toy world now. Obviously, we do reviews for Taboo Toys and and we're on their site all the time looking at things. And so maybe we just have more familiarity with the toy industry as a whole than we did last year. Maybe. That's possible. But either way, I was just... I was disappointed. I wanted to go and have my mind blown. I wanted to go in there and be like, holy fuck, I've never seen anything like that. Right. 
which we did with exactly one booth out of yes. out of a hundred. Well, also, let, and let's say that this particular uh, line is unique in in just about every way. There's nothing quite like this, so it made sense that that was so kind of it, not. I don't want to say shocking, but certainly was attention getting. I was I was fucking. Well, let's talk away. about it instead of just talking about it. And- so we're we got the opportunity because again, as as you have press credentials or you have a whatever pass that gets you in early got us in early to the show so there wasn't a lot of people around when we first went in to you know to kind of see it so people were still setting up a lot of the booths and one of the booths that was completely set up and raring to go was the real doll booth yes and when i tell you it it was for at first i gotta say i was it was creepy so okay imagine this we'll paint the picture we walk up to this booth it's a gigantic booth they have a huge space but the first thing when you see when you walk up to this booth is a woman torso up right so you she has her head full arms full body from the waist up. her mouth is moving she's speaking she looks like a fucking person this is not some cheapo bs china bullshit this is like a legit robot that looks like a woman this thing is and it's the and the gal that's kind of giving you the the breakdown of what's happening this particular robot is programmed in such a way that she was basically just waking up. So what you had was this robot with bed head and she's kind of glau- you know, glossy-eyed and she's just kind of coming to and kind of stretching a little bit. And it's like, oh, she's just waking up. She's going to get real vocal here in a minute. And sure enough, it was like a woman just getting out of bed and just kind of you know, had her first cup of coffee and now she's starting to talk to you yes. and, and kind of getting worked up. It was the strangest thing because you're watching this. I was watching it and... I'm thinking this 100% is this looks like a real woman top to bottom. Yes. It was crazy. Well, not bottom because she didn't have legs. Well, no bottom, but from the top of her head to, the, to her waist. So then off to the side was even weirder. Yes. Right? So now it's a it's, head. It's a head. And a neck. And that's it. Well, a little bit of bust. Just this, like <laughs> just, cleavage. Yeah, that's just right. Just cleavage. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so the head looks like a real woman, beautiful woman. Face is beautiful. Yeah. And the back is mechanical. You can see the inner workings of... All the components. Yeah, it's clear in the back. And she is also talking and, and moving her head and everything. And you can actually... They can manipulate her to have an orgasm. Yeah, she can talk, say certain different things, or you can make her have an orgasm. But her mouth is moving as if she's literally uttering the words that are coming out of it. It was crazy. It, the orgasm was what was crazy. Which you could hear clear across the the entire room she of She was toys. not quiet. No, she's a screamer. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you. And then, of course, the gal's like, oh, touch the skin and feel it. Man, the, the composite silicone combination that they use... Close your eyes and run your hands over this woman's, this this robot's breasts. Yes. And you swear you're feeling somebody's tits. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it. Now, granted, these are like prototypes. They're not necessarily developing full-on right. robots Right, they're not on the market yet. yet. Yeah. They had them there so that you could see kind of the future of where they're wanting to head. Yes. But that being said, they also had their products that they're yes. currently selling there. Yes. Which were some of the most impressive things I've ever seen still. Yeah, because they also not, it's not, you know, they're not misogynistic. They don't just have the gals. They got the dudes. Yeah. So the guy doll, which was complete, closed the whole nine yards, weighs 110 pounds. (laughs) It has five o'clock shadow. He's got like shaved head. You could feel the stubble. It's like looking at a real guy. And the skin is crazy realistic. Yes. Crazy realistic. Yeah. And so it's interesting because... Obviously, it shows where we're headed in terms sure. of sex toys. And I think it's great that they're diversifying and technology has done so much in terms of 
sex the sex toy industry as a whole and i think that's great because it gives us so many different opportunities to experience sex toys and there are people that have told us that they don't have orgasms without some sort of a sex toy being involved yeah so i mean it's improving people's sex lives in so many different ways the flip side of it is how far does it go yeah really (laughs) it gets kind of scary when you think about the fact that that one woman as a robot if that was truly like a sex robot in the next few years I mean, is that good? Is it creepy? Is it crossing a line? Is there a a detriment to couples when you're, you know, potentially using this as a substitute? I don't know. Well, I think it can't. I don't think using it as a substitute is the answer. As maybe an intensifier, like if a couple decides, hey, we need to let's get the uh, let's get the gal robot or the guy robot or a doll or whatever the case may be, and you know, experiment a little bit. I think that would be kind of a healthy thing. But it's when. You know, there's a percentage, I guess, of the population who might think, oh, this is an alternative. And frankly, these things look real. So you could kind of see how some people who, you know, maybe they don't have the best luck in relationships or they don't, you know, there's some insecurities there. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is the answer for me. Yeah, this because, is easier than, you know, learning how to properly communicate and interact with people well, in a healthy way. Yeah, and chances are, like, the guy who flipped off the girls dancing in the cage, he might have some kind of a doll at home. He doesn't have one he of these. He probably needs one. But he should have one, probably. <laughs> uh, or does and thinks, oh, well, I can talk to my robot any way I want or my doll any way I want. They never flip me off. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of, like, you lose some reality. Yeah. You know? But I'm here to tell you, it was as real a fucking thing. The dildos were off the chart. Yeah, so they had off these, the chart these dildos i'm a huge fan of dildos and i have a lot of them and i will say i have still never seen anything that comes close to these no. fucking things they were so incredible hand painted skin fe- it felt like skin the testicles were individual and they moved you could actually move them around in your hands yes and i i just it was just mind numbing how real they were yeah. everything very it was crazy. incredible. Yeah. But I would say my favorite thing about this, the real dolls people being at their booth, was they were fucking passionate about it. Well, the artist was there and like the programmer was there. The developer of, yeah, yeah some of the new stuff coming out was yeah. there, and, you know, talking about it and so passionate, so excited about it. And it was so different from you go to some of these other booths oh, yeah. where, you know, they're selling the same shit that you see year after year after year it's nothing new it's nothing interesting and it's like, "Oh, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, here's our vibrators, here's our dildos." These guys were different. And well, that was exciting for me. It was like, a, you know, like I felt their energy. Well, it was also Saturday when we were there. I so, don't give a fuck. Well, my point is, it's like by the time Saturday it rolled around, day. it's the last day and everybody's just, they're over it. They've given the spiel a thousand times, but it didn't really lend itself to a great experience for us. or for, I don't think for the, a lot of the attendees because... A lot of people were packing up. They weren't setting up the entire booth. Yeah, they were only bringing out a few things. Yeah, it was really kind of a disappointment. But not the real dolls people. No, that shit it was, was legit. It was their last day and they were still energized, excited, yeah. talking. You know, they asked us who we were. We were talking about yeah. the podcast. I fucking love that. I love people who are passionate about what they do. Yes, and we met a, we met a lot of passionate folks this, this weekend. We really did. It was yeah. a breath of fresh air. Yeah, really nice. Really nice. So the show was eh, except for that experience. The show was interesting. So... What I will say is it was very similar to last year. Cams yeah. ruled the show. Oh, man. it's the, Listen, it's the wave of things. 
it is it, a wave of things. You saw a few of the the big stars. I only yeah. know one real legitimate porn star that's still in still making films right, right. now or not films well, <laughs> so content still content. developing content right uh, and that's riley reed and she yeah. had a huge booth well she had a line of fucking people like i mean there, had, there were a couple hundred people in line to just kind of take a picture with her and, and hug her and that kind of thing she was very popular yes but that was not the norm it, no. it was tables and tables and tables of cam girls and you know part of it, it for me i'm not a huge porn watcher i'm not anti-porn in any way no, i think porn we watch can, it together occasionally occasionally yeah I'm not the type who's going to like, you know, sit down and, you know, masturbate with it. That's just not really my thing. But I respect the porn industry. I think it does a lot of good for sex positivity in general. For sure. But for me, not being a huge porn lover, walking through and seeing all these cams was just kind of like, ugh, it's, it felt like the same thing over and over again. There wasn't anything exciting about right. it. It wasn't until we left and I had a little bit of time to process everything we'd seen that it started clicking for me why this camming works, okay? Because what you see is every single body type, yes. every single hair color, every single ethnicity. You see some people who are just, you know, sexy and showing their sexiness on camera, but then you also have kind of the shticks. Like yeah. there was a woman performing in clown makeup. Yes. There was a woman in a Superman costume. Yes. There was... There was a woman who was dressed in a bunny costume. Yeah, there was a sexy cowgirl. And so what it tells me is that what the cam industry has become is the niches. It's all about that niche of you being able to go find exactly what you want. Think about back in the you know 70s, 80s, 90s, trying to go to a video store for porn and trying to find one of those niches. Hey, I want to find a super hot redhead with a, you know a huge ass that's willing to dress up like a clown. Can yeah. you find that video for me? No such thing. It doesn't fucking exist. Now it exists. Yeah, it totally does. And every like you said, it, it really covered all all of the genres, genres you would never even think about, like clown porn and yeah. you know stuff like that. It was interesting because as you walked into the event, it's when you saw like a lot of the cam girls. It was right there as soon as you walked in. Right. And then you went to kind of to another room, and it was a room full of cam models. Yes. Some guys too, as well. Yes. There were a couple of dudes there also, and it, it was interesting because you real there were flavors. It was it was Ben and Jerry's. It was Baskin Robbins. There was a flavor for everybody. Every single size you could possibly imagine, which I also loved because I I think that the porn industry has always been. Obviously, the beautiful model types with the huge tits, like that's the quintessential porn person. Right. And then for a while there, you saw only that and like supersized BBW. Right. And nothing in between. And I right. loved that you saw size 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, all, everything. you know, everything. Right. And that was, it was refreshing. It was cool. I, I think that this was the first time that I saw porn in a completely different light than I ever had before thinking of it that way, thinking of it in terms of like, there's a spot for everyone to be sexy. Yeah. Everyone is into what they're into and we're in an industry or we're in a, a time right now in the porn industry where you can find anything. Yeah. And, and you should be able to find anything. And, and that's celebrated and it's awesome. Yeah. Why not? I mean, if you like something, uh, you know, you like a particular size or shape or hair color or, you know, novelty like clown porn or whatever. Yeah. You can find it and good for you. Now the next transition needs to be finding what you want in real life and not being ashamed of that. Well, that's the whole thing. <laughs> you know, not just relying on porn for it. Right. But if you're into a supersized BBW redhead 
and that's your thing, going after it and finding it and celebrating that and feeling awesome about it. Well, even if you are that person, if you are a, a you know big busted BBW redhead, you should be able to celebrate it and be fine with it. If you're a, a gal who wants to put clown makeup on and run around, you should be able to do that too. If it's your sexuality, go crazy. Hell yeah. You know, but that was interesting. The, the, the cam thing is certainly taking over. It was the bulk uh, I believe, of the AVN show. Certainly the most seemingly watched attraction. I mean, everybody was kind of congregated in that hallway yes. when you first entered. It was very difficult to get through it, either to get in or get out, because everyone was just kind of focused on the cam models. Yeah. You know? It was interesting. It was, it was. Uh, yeah. I mean... I- I have a new appreciation leaving it. I will say the show itself was maybe a little bit lackluster, but I did love that I gained a, a better perspective on it than I had in yeah. the past. Yeah, me too. And I, I, I'll tell you what, I, the thing I found the, the strangest about this past weekend as it pertains to the AVNs is the Free the Nipple campaign. The fact that it had to exist. Oh, yes. So they were not allowed to be topless at the AVNs in Las Vegas. Yes, which I don't think is a new thing. Well, this is the first year, however, they were like, okay, here's the deal. No nipples. No, no. What I'm saying is I think they've done that in the past, but this is the first year that they're like, fuck this. Like, why do we have to cover right. our nipples at fucking AVN? It's a porn convention. Why right. can't we have our nipples out? So, so you yeah. saw that everywhere. Free the nipple, free the nipple. And yeah, I mean, I think that also translates into a lot of different things. The fact that, you know, you can't show your fucking ass on Twitter or on Instagram. I'm sorry. Right. Hopefully, <laughs> it's strange to think about, but as the porn industry changes, hopefully it'll kind of bleed into mainstream media and life in general. Well, the good news is I think because of the growth, the explosion of the cam model, the cam model isn't the Riley Reads. It's the girl next door. Right. Very literally could be the girl next door. Right. Or the mom next door. Right. Or the dad next door. Right. Could be any of those things. And I think with the growth of that, hopefully, will come more of a mainstream acceptance more of it. More normalizing, Because yeah. it's not like this small little sect See, of people yeah. who are, oh, it's these 25 folks that are just fucking each other on camera. No, right. no, 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 no. It is mom. It is dad. It is your, it's everybody. Well, we talked about, I was talking about that with one of the couples that we met at Erotica. The fact that you know someone who has a video on Pornhub. Everyone knows somebody yeah, like at this point yeah. that has a video on Pornhub. Now, it may not show their face, but right. they're on fucking well, Pornhub. It's like that six degrees of separation. When it comes to porn, it's like two and a half degrees of separation. Right, exactly. So, yeah, you, you know someone that's done that for sure, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I just think with the, the, the broadening of this whole cam era, which is amazing, it, you're, I think we're going to see a lot more of it become mainstream. At least I certainly hope so. I do too. You know, the idea that you can't show your nipples at an AVN show in Las Vegas is fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid. I don't get it. Me either. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I, it was Plus really... Plus I wanted to see the nipples. So I'm did I. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Very strange. But uh, they did have a big free the nipple campaign, so who knows, maybe something will come with that. Yeah, maybe. It'd be good. But it was a lot... It was fun. Listen, I enjoyed it. We always have a good time in Vegas. We definitely needed today off to recover. Right. You know, but it was a good time. AVN also gave us some opportunity for some professional uh, things, which it really did. we're not going to talk about details, but we were so busy. We ended up being so busy in Vegas because we were able to connect with people that were going to AVN. Yes. People that we wouldn't have been able to sit down with normally that we were able to because of this. So, I mean, it was a, it was a great professional opportunity. It made enjoying Vegas to its fullest from a sexy perspective difficult to some degree but we still had some fun you certainly did (laughs) we did we did so let's talk a little bit about my interview 
Well, are we getting there? Are we going to talk about erotica first? Uh, we, let's talk about the interview first. Okay. We'll okay. break it up a little bit. So you... I was asked to do an interview. On one of my favorite podcasts. Yes, but let's be fair. You <laughs> you enjoyed Billy's podcast long before we started a podcast. Yes. It's one of your favorites. Yes, yes. You also had a podcast crush on Billy. Yes. Um, you've slept with Billy before. We already know that. That was last year in Vegas. Yes. So it seems like it's going to become pretty much an annual thing is what it sounds like. <laughs> so Billy asked if I would do an interview with him. Just me. Wanted to sit down and just bullshit with me. Billy from the Man Whore Podcast. From the Man Whore Podcast, Billy yes. Presida. So um, you're going to be on the Man Whore Podcast, which is exciting for me. You're yeah. like, yeah, this is cool. I'm like, no, it's so cool. Well, it's interesting because we normally do interviews together. Yes. Not ever kind of individually, which I thought was fun because, you know, it's Billy with a, a really big show and uh, a great following. And he's got great perspective on sexuality, really quite enlightened. And I just, I found it interesting to sit down and just bullshit with him. We just talked for, you know, an hour and a half, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think he was really intrigued by your background, which he knew because we had had a little bit of discussion about it when we interviewed him the last time or yeah. when we interviewed him on the show, I should say. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, he wanted to talk to you about a lot of that, which I thought was great. I was yeah. very excited to, because we don't talk about it very much. No, no, no. It's not really a part of our present. So, no. you know, we, we it's not a part of our present at all. So no. we don't talk about it on here, but I think it's great that you kind of get to share that part of you and your journey to where we're at now, which is what you're going to talk about on his show or yeah. what's going to be Yeah, pretty much. We, we got into a lot of different things pertaining to my past and, of course, how I got where you and I are now and, you know, all those kinds of things. It was, it was interesting. I had to... Uh, had to think back into the archives a little bit about some of the questions he was asking me. It was interesting. Uh, but we had an opportunity to sit down. We were in his uh, hotel suite uh, having this this interview. And midway through it, he's like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm texting Brenner right now. We're, we're on, you know, we're recording, you know. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I, I kind of threw something out there. And she seems to be 100% for it. So tell me what you think. I'm like, okay, wh- what are we doing? He's like, well, I, I want to do a bonus episode, you know, for my patrons and that kind of thing. And I thought... She could come over here while you and I have a second kind of secondary interview on my bonus episode and she could suck both of our cocks and kind of go for between me and you and me and you <laughs> and, you know, just kind of do that while yeah. we're recording. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is she in? He goes, yeah, uh, yeah, sure is. Looks like she's in. I said, okay, well, let's uh, let's get her up here then. Yeah, well, he texted me and he was like, so I have this idea, dot, 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 dot. I was like, okay. Yeah. And he tells me the idea. I was like, I can't tell if you're being serious or not, but if you're being serious, I'm 100% in. <laughs> yeah, so so we finish our interview. Uh, again, it was about an hour and a half long, and we just kind of you know shot the shit. It was a good time. And he said, "Okay, I'm going to text her and have her come up because you were kind of you were you were hanging out in the hotel, talking to people in the lobby, and being outside outside on the patio and stuff. And so you come up there, and you know, so we're going to set up. We're going to do a bonus episode because he does that for his patrons as well. And both of us just drop our pants. Well, no, what's so funny is I walk in and you guys are in, it looks like a very professional setting, right? Yeah. Because you're sitting there, you have microphones in front of you. He has his recorder sitting in the middle of the table. I can tell it's still recording. Right. So I like walk in and he's like, yeah, yeah, come on in. And I don't know how we're going to transition into this whole thing because it seems like you guys are still in professional interview mode. And he immediately grabs me and starts rubbing on my ass. And he's yeah. like, how are you, beautiful? I'm like, oh, hello. That's the transition. <laughs> yeah, that was there was the transition. I had no idea how it was going to work, but he made it work. He figured it out. <laughs> yeah, sure did, right away. So we start, we have a little bit of light conversation. And he just starts taking his pants off. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to start taking my pants off. Yeah. So we're basically sitting at this like kitchen table type setup in the you know in the kitchenette area of this hotel suite uh both of us around our ankles sitting down in chairs holding microphones <laughs> and you're just under the table going from one of us to the other while we're trying to concentrate 
And like I'm asking him a question while you're sucking his cock and he can't articulate it necessarily. And then we switch and now he's asking me a question and I'm trying to make some sense. It's not working 100%. Oh, it was my favorite ever. At one point I started like rubbing my finger, my fingernails up and down his thighs. Cause I remember the last time we played together, he really liked that sensual touch. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing that at the same time I was sucking his cock and he's answering, but he's going, Ugh, in, between, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in between sentences. It was so yeah. much fun. Yeah. I loved it. I, at one point I forgot the question that he had asked me cause you're like, you know, you're stroking my cock and you know, you're sucking on my balls. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to repeat that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch all of that. It was know. so fun. So yeah, that so went I'm on for about thirty minutes. A long time. Yeah. and I'm like trying to stroke his cock while I'm sucking your cock, and vice versa. It was a fucking blast. A lot of fun. So that again, that lasted about thirty minutes of time. Yes. Uh, I don't even listen. I don't remember any of the questions. I don't remember how it wrapped up. Fortunately, I guess we're not going to hear the bonus episode. That's for his patrons. So I'm sure I, he'll let us. So hear he'll probably it. let us. Because I, I must sound like a complete blubbering fucking idiot. On I this think thing. you both. It was so funny because while I was sucking each of your cock and you're answering I'm listening to the answer and I'm going that doesn't even like you didn't even answer his question yeah, I, but it just didn't fucking matter no it really didn't it was really it wasn't as much the content it as was, it was what was going was on novelty of under the table cock, yeah. yeah for sure so I, you know obviously at some point we, we wrapped it up because neither of us could just take it anymore and so me being the gentleman that I am I said listen I'm gonna dress, gonna dress myself now <laughs> I'm going to run downstairs. We had a couple of things we had to do professionally right after that interview, which obviously got pushed back. So I'm going to run down to the lobby. I'll start making some calls, get us checked in, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I said, I'll leave you two guys here alone for a while. Enjoy yourself. And then you come meet me when you're done. Yeah. Right. So I went back to the hotel, had to chat some folks up. And you were up there for another 30 minutes, probably. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I wanted to make him come. Sure. (laughs) You know, I only get to see Billy in January at ABN. So I didn't want to suck his cock and then leave and have him, you know, have to jack off off by himself. Although you didn't get to come after that. We were too busy. Yes, unfortunately. Not till later. (laughs) But yeah, Billy took me into his bedroom after that. And he's like, so do you, uh, do you want to continue this? I was like, sure, I do. We probably would have honestly had sex, but we had been running around all day and I was not looking cute at all. So I (laughs) I didn't want the one time a year that I have sex with Billy to be like frizzy ass hair and like, you know, I'm sweating. I'm in a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was we were in work mode except for the fact that you were sucking two cocks. But whatever. That was work mode for it, me. Fair it enough. was work. Fair it was enough. a lot of going back and forth. I had to crawl on the hard floor. Yes, you're on the hardwood floor <laughs> on your knees. It was very yeah, you took one for the team for sure. I really did. Yeah. So anyway, we go into the bedroom. I continue to suck his cock, continue to rub on his thighs and like right around his cock. And he was loving every second of it. And I loved, I love the noises that he makes. It's very endearing because <laughs> it's, you can tell he's appreciative of it. Yeah, you know? it's very He's nice. not one of those guys that's like, okay, give me a blowjob, whatever. Like he likes it a lot. Yeah. And, and he, he lets really you know that. he appreciates it. Sure. So I did that for quite a while and uh, totally made him come in my mouth (laughs) and swallowed every drop of it. Naughty. No, it wasn't my idea. I feel like you were a willing participant, though. For once, it was not my idea. But you didn't have any apprehensions at all. Fuck no, it was so hot. I loved it. But the best part about it is, so I finished with Billy, and my hair's all fucked up, because he's kind of like rubbing on my head as I'm sucking his cock and everything. And granted, like I said, my hair was all frizzy anyway. Yeah, yeah. I come down, and you're talking to some people, and my hair's all fucked up. Like, it was pretty obvious Yeah, you got your sunglasses on your head, and at one point, you look at me, you're like, does my hair look crazy? Like, I was just sucking cock. I'm like, oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yes, yes, Everyone here knows exactly what just happened you're not hiding anything yeah so i made plans with billy to see him the next day yes um we were 
te- potentially going to see him that night, but yeah. it ended up being the next day yeah. because things were just too fucking crazy. No, it was, it was really, it was a good time. A lot of, lot of fun stuff, but yeah, time just got away from us. It wasn't until the following day that you guys actually got to, got to hook up. So we'll save the full Billy experience yeah. for next week because it's fun. And, and I haven't even heard all the details yet. You haven't heard any of the we details. We just kind of talked about it you know, while we were having sex and just kind of played through a little bit. We haven't talked about any details. Not really. You were just saying like, you were so naughty and like, I was like, yeah. yes, I was. Well, we, we were just worked details. up. I just wanted to fuck. Yeah, I know. So. We were so worked up at that point that it just didn't fucking matter. Yeah, we were around na- you know, half naked people all day. And then, you know, it, yeah, it was just, we were worked up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care. So we'll talk about that next week. We have a lot of fun to cover with that. Are yeah. we going to save erotica for next no, week? No, we can then? cover a little bit of that. Okay, so yeah. Erotica is the event that was being held across the street from ABN. Yes. And it was the, the Swingers event, yes, uh, lifestyle event, and put together by a, several groups, um, Menage yeah. Life, Perfect LV, uh, ASN Lifestyle Magazine had a lot of involvement with it. Yeah, Mike and Sherry really were they were instrumental in making this thing a success, I think. Yeah, it was really cool to meet Mike with ASN Lifestyle Magazine, too. Yeah. We correspond with him quite a bit, but actually meeting him in person, I was like, fuck yeah, this is good. he's very cool. Yeah, I mean, I text Mike you know, a few times a month because I write the piece for the magazine, and we just shoot the shit over whatever's going on. But having having you know, having the opportunity to talk to him and meet him face-to-face and you know, spend some time with him was a lot of fun. He's a really, really solid dude. Yeah. Erotica itself was a three-day event, mm-hmm. uh, technically four-day, four, I really. guess, yeah, Wednesday we through Saturday. Three. Saturday and they were doing seminars during the day and then events in the evening and we went to Friday night's event because it was the award show for ASN Lifestyle was hosting I guess an award show in accordance with Erotica and then they had the annual the inaugural yeah then they had the the after party that they were hosting as well so we really wanted to be around for that and uh, yeah, I, how much do we want to cover on that? Well, we also did the seminar Friday afternoon. Um, the subject was vetting single men. Yes. Which was fun. We had, a, we had a really interesting group there. So we'll probably talk a little bit more about who was in attendance. Not next, specifics, but yeah, yes. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. But it was a, it was a good time. It was really, I enjoy talking to people who get it and are interested in, in learning and, and sharing. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. And yeah. then Saturday we had the, the seminar about jealousy which was really fun there was about 30 people yeah yeah, about 30 people showed up to that and everyone was interactive and willing to share and uh, it was a really kind of involved group involved kind of thing it was it was a good time I I really enjoyed talking to those folks they were super awesome and just great to, to chat with we spent a little bit we were over an hour uh, with that group. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was a good time. We also met a very sexy, wonderful couple. We did. On Friday evening. Yeah. We had a great time with them. It was so much fun just to hang out with another lifestyle, like-minded couple who really are, enjoy each other's company and were just fun to be around. You know? We, yeah. You know, it, was, it was really nice to connect with them. We actually ended up leaving the event and going somewhere for a drink because we wanted to have more conversation with them. Yeah. They were just a very insightful couple. They had a lot of just different ideas on the lifestyle than we do. And so it was great to, to talk to them about things that we don't usually talk about. Yeah, they, were, they had a unique perspective about a lot of lifestyle components. They were just a lot of fun and you know just super smart and sexy couple and just fun to be around. Yeah, yeah that was my time. favorite part about being in Vegas, period, is just being surrounded by people who you know understand you even if they've never met you and you get that the second that you introduce yourself to them you yes, know what i mean for sure you get that energy from them of yeah. like okay we're kindred spirits even though you know we live several states away and we have no idea who you are obviously yeah. they're listeners of the show but right uh, but we obviously didn't know who they were no so. they walked right up to us uh when we were getting ready to sit down for the for the award show and 
you know, obviously introduced themselves to us and right away, just really good, healthy, friendly energy. Yes. You know, they were just, they were really awesome people. And we spent that whole evening with them pretty much throughout the show. And then later on in the night, it was a really a nice, nice time to spend with them. It was a good time. Yeah, it was great. So should we say what we're going to talk about for next week? Sure. What do you want to chat about? (laughs) So next week, I think we're going to cover the Vegas lifestyle scene as we experienced it. Yes. We have some interesting things that I, so a lot of lifestyle people obviously travel to Vegas. We've had several people reach out to us since they've heard that we were going to Vegas and say like, oh, we want to know more about the lifestyle scene. Where should we, where should we be going? Right. What can we expect from the lifestyle scene? And we did have a couple of interesting experiences while we were there. We did. That I think are important to share. Yeah. It's important that people, I mean, for folks who have not had that Vegas lifestyle experience yet, it's interesting information. I think people will find it valuable. Yeah, and it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of funny. It is. Uh, and then we'll obviously be telling all about the uh, sexy Billy experience, which yes, I'm so excited for. For sure. We'll talk about that. I want to hear about it because I haven't heard all about it yet. Yeah. Hopefully I'll hear about it tonight. That would be nice. I would love for that to happen. Okay, we'll do that for sure. And then maybe we'll go over some of the uh, events that took place during the award uh, ceremony and shout out to some of the folks that won and all that good stuff. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It was a good time. Really well done. Again, thanks so much to uh, Mike and Sherry, particularly at ASN. They they really, uh, man, for them, those folks really step out there and, and do a great job. They're Absolutely. super positive and obviously they're they're passionate about the lifestyle and moving it forward, which we really appreciate. Hell yeah. Love yeah, those people. For sure. People doing good things for the lifestyle. Gotta love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so guys, hey, if you are not already following us on social media, please make sure that you start doing it because, yes. you know, it's fun. We're on Twitter and Instagram at FP Swingers. Once again, you can find our Patreon community, a great way to support the show and uh, us doing some fun new things in terms of presenting some content. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash from Did I already yep. say that? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay. Yes, you well, did. Now you heard it twice. We're also doing a new toy review video on our YouTube channel this week for Taboo Toys. So uh, make sure that you're subscribed to us there and you're going and watching our fun videos. Yes. And spoiler alert, it's about cock rings. One of my favorite subjects. Yes. It's going to be a good time waiting for the uh, the package to arrive in the mail, so to speak. No pun Very intended. impatiently. I'm like, yes. where is it? <laughs> yes. It's going, to be, it's going to be an interesting video. I lo- I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I think that's what we have for you guys this week. Do you have anything else you wanted to throw in? Nope. Just a shout out to Billy Proceed and the Man Whore Podcast. And when we know when that interview is coming out, we'll uh, let everybody know. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. If you're anything like us, when we first started swinging, we really had no idea where to begin. And it can be really intimidating. And we have a great recommendation for you, which is to join Cassidy.com. Cassidy is a huge online platform that includes so many sexy swingers in your area, plus lots of local events to keep you up to date on all things lifestyle. And if you join Cassidy, you can find our community, Front Porch Swingers, and keep up with everything we are doing as well. So make sure you check out Cassidy.com today. Today.